With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In moments like these, you want to share it with friends. It is well after Barat Sundarason's bedtime in Mumbai, but you can't sleep on a night like this. Barat, the wonder of cricket engulfs us. Hello. <laughs> Jared, I will not lie to you. It took me two, actually, no, three cocktails for it to just sink in. I said, I'm not getting to work. I am not going to write about this. I'm not going to let this night end this soon. So I found a bar which was open. I had a couple of cocktails. But before that, I think the one word you used just before we went on air, wow. And you know what? who I shared that word with? It was with Pat Cummins. He was walking in for the press conference. And I just bumped into him before he entered the room. We just looked at each other. And in that moment, we had to say nothing. Both of us just went, wow. And he was in there. He was at the other end. He was at the uh, the best seat in the house. And even he couldn't believe it. You could see his blue eyes were twinkling. And my eyes are black, but they were twinkling too. So it'll take a while to fully comprehend it. But just your first blush, the sheer magnitude of what was done. Um, wh- what do you want to say about it? Uh, it is the greatest ODI innings of all time for so many reasons. Uh, for halfway through that match Jared or even when Australia were losing those wickets the fairy tale was about Afghanistan uh, not just me everyone in there in that media center was thinking about how are we going to frame this fairy tale it would have been a miraculously significant win for Afghanistan and then Glenn Maxwell happened and I think even while that Maxwell innings was going on there were a few phases to it right the drop catches the LBW and then the first sights of cramps uh, and then the the last 50 minutes or so were 50 minutes that I've never experienced before in cricket. Uh, as a fan, as, as someone who played cricket at some level, and as a journalist, commentator, broadcaster, whatever you want to call it, it was just like watching something which uh, you know you would never see again. I mean, at some level, Glenn Maxwell wasn't even playing cricket, was he? He was just somehow managing to stay on his feet and hitting sixes and fours and big sixes. I think... It's more miraculous than uh, magnificent to start with. I think the more and more we study his innings and go deeper into it, uh, I think just the genius of him will come through. But for now, it just seems like a miracle. It feels like the encapsulation of all that he is, all that he's promised, all that he could have been. And there's consequence to it, as Australia would have jeopardised its place in a semi-final at a World Cup. So for all those who have been saying, do it when it matters... Well, he did it when it mattered most. He's been called a freak. He's been, I mean, I called him a genius, but not everyone has always thought that about him. And there's been this reputation of him that when it matters most, Glenn Maxwell can let you down. He doesn't do what Glenn Maxwell is expected to do. He doesn't live up to that reputation always. But uh, tonight at the Wankade, and don't forget, he's already made that 40 ball 100. Yeah, you can dismiss it. Uh, and say, oh, it was against the Netherlands. But but I think that's the that's the beauty of Glenn Maxwell, uh, Jared. Because he's such a freak, you can actually look at his innings in isolation. It doesn't matter who he's playing against or the match scenario. 
that you can say about the Netherlands innings. But today, uh, you're right. I mean, this is what we always thought he would be able to do, right? I mean, you see Chris Gale doing it. Uh, you see Rohit Sharma doing it, making double hundreds, making uh, playing innings that nobody thought would be possible. This is w- what Glenn Maxwell's true calling always seemed to be for all these years. But he chose a night where, uh, you know, he was cramping, his body gave up on him. And at one point when he collapsed, he spoke to us uh, and full credit to him. Uh, for He could easily have said, I want to go into the eyes bath. But you could see he wanted to speak to us. His eyes were still a little glazed. And he spoke about how literally every part of his body collapsed when he did hit the ground. Back spasms, hamstring, toe, shin, all of it just collapsed at the same time. Uh, so I think uh, you're right. I mean, it's it's been a while. Uh, it's taken a while for us to get here. It's taken a while for Glenn Maxwell to get here. But it was worth the wait. If this is what Glenn Maxwell can provide, I'm glad I waited for it. Do you think he fully grasped what he'd done, what he'd been part of, what he'd enacted when, when you were speaking with him? Not not in that moment, Jared. Like, you could see that he was still a little dazed. I think, uh, I'm sure you've seen it with so many sports people over the years. Just in the minutes and hours leading uh, out of, of them doing something like that, I don't think they really have got their head around what they have done. I, I mean, Virat Kohli last year, and you and I were there when he pulled that off at the MCG. I bumped into him at the airport the next morning in Melbourne, and he just shook my hand and shook his head. He couldn't believe it. And I think Glenn Maxwell was in that kind of state uh, when we bumped into him. Maybe the ice bath would have sorted him out right after that. Um, but, and he was short on words to start with. And I, then I think he started talking about or opening about uh, uh, his opening up about his innings a lot more. But I think even for him, it'll take a few nights to really get his head around what he has achieved uh, and the fact that he's played the greatest ODI knock of all time. There are moments in sport where there's just such a sense of um, gratitude for being there to witness them. So I, I can think of a few as I was in the stadium in Beijing when Usain Bolt broke the world record in the 100. And afterwards, when everyone had done their job, Everyone was just hugging each other for the, the gratitude of being there to see it. Was there an element in the aftermath of that tonight? Very much so. I think some of us were getting a little emotional. Uh, I won't. I won't. I, I won't lie. Uh, because you're you're like you, you're so privileged to not just witness it, but then uh, people like you and me are have the privilege of having uh, or the privilege of telling people what happened uh, as the kind of first person accounts of what happened and. Uh, I was in uh, in a commentary box with Michael Vaughan and just uh, listening to him shout and holler at what was being played out uh, at the Wanka Day. And everyone, I mean, you saw Ian Smith's commentary. Uh, he's been doing the rounds on social media. I see Ricky Ponting and Shane Watson in the background. I mean, they've done some great things on the cricket field as well. Uh, but you just realize that, uh, yeah, you're watching uh, something unfold. Uh, which is out of the ordinary. And which is why I, on social media, I just call it an immortal knock. I don't think anything will ever come close to it or match it. Uh, and, and you're right. I still feel quite emotional. I'm not, I'm not even kidding about the cocktails. I wish <laughs> I had access to more. But now I have to somehow get my head around how I'm going to write this up uh, in 1,200 words. So in, in the annals of Australian cricket, th- this is going to be one of those moments that's passed on into legend. And we will... People like you who are there will pass it on from one generation to the next. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, I can already picture if 10 to 15 years from now, uh, people will ask, right, oh, what, what, tell me about the great innings and great matches you've covered. I'll be like, sit down. I'll tell you about the day Glenn Maxwell couldn't stand 
he couldn't walk. He was walking like a penguin up and down the pitch, but he was still managing to hit the balls into the Arabian Sea. Uh, and he just pulled off one of the biggest heists in international cricket. And, and we speak so much about his innings, Jared, like first ever double hundred in a run chase. But don't forget that partnership that he had with Pat Cummins, like 276 or whatever it was, where Pat Cummins makes 14 runs. And after we went, we had a wow off, Pat and I, I patted him on the back and I said, I'm sorry, Pat, I won't be asking a lot about your question. I hope you don't mind. He's like, no, mate, I, I don't think you should be either. And the first thing Pat Cummins said after he took his seat, Jared, uh, he looked at everyone in the press conference room and said, sorry, I'm not Glenn Maxwell. <laughs> uh, you know, there'll be so many, so many stories from uh, this innings. Some of the shots and then Josh Hazelwood did a bit of a mix zone and I was in the lift with him as we went down and even he, he was talking, we were talking about the shots he played and he was like, as a bowler, mate, what could you have done? I also felt bad for the Afghans. Uh, it, it, it was that kind of night and, you know, a, a soft spot for the Afghans as well. It was supposed to be their night yeah. and then Glenn Maxwell just stole it away from them. What's your cocktail of choice, Barat? Uh, I went fancy. I, I said I have to pick something which is out there. I went for something called a pink Bellini, uh, Jared. I never had that before. Uh, I had a lot of alcohol in it is all I can say, <laughs> as I'm sure you can make out <laughs> from the tone of my voice. Uh, you know, I had a cup, a few of them uh, and they were gracious enough to, even after the, after the bar had shut, uh, I told them where I was and, you know, it's it's India, it's cricket. So they knew what had transpired as well. And they made me that extra cocktail. Beautiful. Barat, uh, sleep well, dream of Glenn Maxwell. Thank you for sharing the first-hand account. Uh, anytime, Jared. Like, I wish you were here with me. Uh, but trust me, I, you'll be one of those who I'll be telling stories about this innings too over the years. I'd nearly have traded a Melbourne Cup to be there. Barat, thank you. Let's raise a pink Bellini to Glenn Maxwell today.